Yeah. I'll react if I had to. Put some things in the past to and don't let them distract you, but react if you have to. Yeah. I'll react if I had to. Put some things in the past to and don't let them distract you, but react if you have to. Yeah. React if you have to. Yeah. Don't know the time, boy. What's up, guys? Pond Office Anonymous, episode 26, um, 8 o'clock p.m., Sunday, June 21st. Damn. Happy Father's Day, Jeff. Well, thanks, man. It's not, I'm not a father yet, so I don't, I don't count it yet. Man, but happy Father's bullshit. Day to you, because well, this is your, your first uh, Father's Day as a, as a legal... How's that work? What's, how's it work? Yeah, yeah, that's You've what, been definitely uh, playing that role really hardcore right. in Charlie's life for, for a couple of years now. Yeah, it's uh, the first one since we've adopted him. So, yeah, it's the yeah. first, official, first official Father's Day of, of being a father. And um, it's been, yeah, it's it, it's pretty cool stuff. I um, I can get a little bit more into that later. Um, don't... I, you know, don't try to don't try to hijack things because I want to put you on the spot in a little bit. All right. <laughs> well, more more importantly, I want to put your father on the spot, whether he knows it or not. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so how was your day? How what did you guys do today? Do you guys have a good weekend? Um, we did, man. We we today, you know, I had church this morning, and then right. Brittany was home all morning, cooking an amazing Italian dinner. That's awesome. And uh, we had my mom and dad over. We had Brittany's dad over and her and his girlfriend and um, just had a good Father's Day celebration. It was awesome. That That's crazy that you guys did Italian. Um, yeah. Good. We we did, you know, a weekend of it. I, I guess we had some people over, uh, a couple over last night. And so Saturday morning um, I went we did our christmas eve fucking feast where i went down to the hill and picked up some things from the deli and the bakeries and overdid it um <laughs> yeah we got did home too. yeah we so i got home and because we were originally going to do this yesterday at two o'clock it was uh like i've said this before when i think way back in the beginning when we started this on um like a christmas episode on how my Christmas Eve looked. And I, I was like fucking Henry Hill again because I schedule so much shit and, and cooking the, the meatballs that we cook is an all day fucking thing. I mean, it takes an hour to mix them and roll them when you're doing as many as, as we did. Yeah. So Ashley helped with that. Um, and then I was going to do the two o'clock with you, get the sauce going at, at like literally when we stop, which had been right about three fifteen. And the people were coming over at two th- at three thirty. Our friends oh, wow. and at three thirty. So, you know, we had a ton of fucking antipasta, you know, peppers, olives, um, mm. prosciutto, capicola, which is what they you know they refer to on the Sopranos as gabagoo. Gabagoo, <laughs> not, yeah, yeah. 
So I I'll mean, have the gabagoo. I got this shit coming out my ass and stirring meatballs all night. I had um, some ricotta stuffed manicotti, and um, it was just a huge feast. I mean, I put on a hundred pounds this fucking weekend. I still got <laughs> cannolis upstairs, um, a couple napoleons. We uh, we did some damage on the chocolate drops. There's it just pastry boxes all uh, everywhere. I mean, it looked like a fucking donut shop here. I mean, this is yeah. ridiculous. So, <laughs> so today, that's, a, that's what we we did, we did our homemade meatballs this weekend too, which are, are probably not near as good as yours, but oh, they sure were they awesome. were good. And but yeah, we only I, could do we could only do hamburger because we couldn't find any Italian sausage. Yeah, see, you know, I use I usually just use ground beef, um, like eighty yeah. percent, and then if I want sweet sausages which I love sweet sausages, I'll get the links and I will brown them and throw them in the sauce too. But yeah. the thing is, is we cook them, the, the meatballs raw for, in the sauce, and it takes two and a half hours to get them good. I may have oversalted them this time around, but uh, just drink some fucking water, right? You know, That's you put, right, the, yeah. put the glass of wine down for one second, you know, yes. Ashley, and take <laughs> a sip of water and you'll be fine. But... We had a blast. So today, man, I woke up with like the biggest fucking food hangover. That's a thing. I, I um, we we. I mean, I literally, when I eat like that, this is a uh, unbecoming. When I fucking pig out, I, I mean, I slept on the couch last night because you. I bet my neighbors heard me sawing fucking logs, snoring. When I eat like that, it's bad. I, I used to wear a mask back in the day, but you know, the old the old CPAP friend, but um. I do good unless I go crazy if I overeat. So I don't drink anymore. It was the same thing. When I used to put one on bad, it yeah. would just elevate. You probably can. Uh, I think you've mentioned something before that you might you might do a little snoring from here and there. So oh, you man. get it. And it fucks That's up your I'm, day. I still got the CPAP. I got the CPAP, and it's See, a yeah. game changer for me. <laughs> Ashley, on nights like that, Ashley wishes I still have it. Um, <laughs> I, I might have mentioned what happened to my old CPAP machine that um, that's right it was broken over my head by a at, at the time an ex and we weren't uh, nah, we weren't exes at the time but we shortly were after that that, that one <laughs> i felt um but the good news is jeff i'm looking at your screen and you you are might have froze up for a second but i'll keep going and you can pop in when Uh-oh. when i when i eat like that man it's bad news so for those I, of you um, listening at home you there? I, you there? Yep. Yeah, you're still with us. Okay, cool. I was like, for those of you listening at home, our connection is yep. not working out right now. Um, That's all right. Well, I yeah, I was just saying that when <clears throat> I had that CPAP machine broken over my head. and Yeah. But I, so to get to last night, I, I mean, I wake up, my my throat hurts, my like Ooh. lips are really dry. But it, it, I so <clears throat> I know I did good. And then this morning we, we watched church and um, actually my... Sister came over, Brooke, and um, my my mother, and we had a breakfast. And then it's kind of been a a chill day. I've had a lot going on at uh, at work, so um, it was a nice. I really like, earmarked this day to just take it easy. Not, I can't golf right now because of my ankle, and mm-hmm. that was usually the Father's Day go to. Um, but you know, that was I usually play golf with some friends. It's my old man's gone. Um, but but all, all in all, a really good, relaxing day. I was you know a beached fucking whale, um, whether it was on my couch or my blue chair. <laughs> I was gonna watch the NASCAR race from Talladega, and it was uh, 
rained out, so they're going to run that tomorrow. <coughs> Glad I wasn't down there. It's uh, it's a uh, it's so much fun to go, but it rains. It it really ruins the day. Yeah. But um, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that was it in a nutshell. We it sounds like we pretty good weekend. Um, yeah. Jeff, I want to if, if you don't you know share as much as you want, but I've I've spoken about my old man a hundred million fucking times on this podcast. It's probably the reason we're doing it at the end of the day because his <clears throat> excuse me his you know whole deal and how close we were when when he died I <clears throat> struggled and and that you know it's funny that what Matt at church talked about today about you know incremental change versus transformative change like incremental incremental change make you trying to make things a little better <clears throat> yeah. but transformative change is like really changing your whole fucking you know ball of wax man and yeah. um, so when he died I had to go through like you know I've told the story a thousand times that and I, eventually I got to a place where I think I did make at least the my first transformative change in my life because I think it happens a couple times it should probably so it was a good revisit today um yeah but not to lose anyone but what we haven't talked about uh ever really is is you know you growing up and you're if you're comfortable but with your with your old man and and um especially with uh with what you got coming on going down on Christmas day uh as yeah. a due date of being an impending father so yeah if you yeah if you if you can say say a couple things about about your dad growing up yeah man my dad and my parents are still married which is a blessing you know in uh this day and age I'm 35 and they're both in their 60s so for them to be still married is you know pretty cool sure um and my dad I'm I'm the only child the only son so I think he was hoping that Alan name would continue on, gotcha. you know, not that there aren't a million people with that last name in the world, <laughs> but you know, our line runs out with me unless I Listen, continue. <laughs> that's a real thing, man. I got that pressure from yeah. a great uncle that just passed away. I, I love him. He called me one time on the phone and was like, you dating anybody yet? He's like, I'm like, well, I just got out of, I just got a rehab uncle Nick. You know, can you, can a guy fucking you know, just sit down for a second? He's like, you need to get out there. You got to carry on that pond off name. I mean, it's, that's a big deal. I, I feel you. Yeah. And, and that's the other thing, too. I think they were really losing hope that we'd ever have kids, but we just were having too good of a time. What can I say? You know, you guys are smart. You guys did it the right <laughs> way. Don't get me yeah. started. Yeah. So, yeah, we and, and just Friday, we celebrated 10, 10 years of marriage. So 10 years of marriage. Old big ladies, weekend. Uh, got a bun in the oven. We're, uh, <laughs> you know, that's good. That's a good timing. I think a lot to be grateful for. It's yeah, like. that's right. Yeah. My dad, man, he's the strong silent type. You know what I mean? He's, he's mm-hmm. a man, a few words. Um, but he's the guy who will drop. We got whatever you frozen. he's doing. Just a second. We're going to, we're going to let you come back as soon as yeah. you get back. All right. Do you hear me now? Um, we lost you. Yeah, <laughs> ah. I got some questions. Yeah. Man, a few words, strong, silent type. Yeah, can you hear me now? There you are. You back? Okay, it's yeah. All right. It's hey. funny because both, you know, we're we're recording on both ends here. So it'll sound normal to everybody else. <laughs> hey, hey you. You back? Yeah. Yeah, you got me? I hear your voice. Okay, I don't know what the deal is. Anyway. It's okay. Let's okay. power through. So you you were saying your dad's a, a strong and silent type, a man of few words. That's right. He's a man of few words, but he's the man that he's the guy who will d- drop, you know, whatever he's doing 
to do it for you, you know, to come help you do something. I mean, the guy has driven hours with a trailer to come pick my ass up off the side of the road with a car, you know? <laughs> yeah. Several times. Um, but yeah, he, he's cool, dude. He's a good old fashioned blue collar, uh, hardworking guy. And, um, yeah, that's great, he, man. He's from you. So you grew up in a small town outside of Springfield, Illinois, right? Well, my wife did. I grew up like right in the middle of Springfield and St. Louis in a small town. So yeah. like in the yeah, that's middle right. of I, I don't know why I was you. Yeah. You're not even quite. Yeah. Right. About halfway almost. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> did, and was, he grew up was, right around there too. Yeah. Was your family, did you guys relocate to Carrollton's the name of the town or? Yeah. I, we, yeah, um, we relocated, but only from about 10 miles away. <laughs> oh, okay. So, yeah. So we've always grown up in that area. My, my mom was from Alton, Illinois yeah. and my dad was from near Jerseyville, right in the middle of Jerseyville in Carrollton. Okay. So those yep. are where your roots are. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Small farm town, you know, the old square that all the kids hang out at and drink mm-hmm. at and sure you know that kind of deal <laughs> those are the yeah. best types of uh, uh uh well those are the best those were the best types of high school parties in those small towns oh yeah small town pasture uh, parties man yes you nice. go out in the pasture and or in the cornfield there's always always a spot for the tractors to turn around in a cornfield uh-huh. but there's yeah, also yeah, yeah. it's a really good place for a party <laughs> right and you don't have to worry about destroying somebody's fucking house that's right and the I cops mean, don't come out there. Yeah. So, <laughs> and if they do, they're like, "Hey, I know every one of your parents, so I'll give you a ride home and tell them, and they they can deal with you. I'm not going to take you to jail." Exactly. Yeah. The jails are too small out there. They can't handle fifty no. teenagers. <laughs> so good, man. Yeah. You guys had a um, that yeah. That's I, I saw a pic. The reason I'm asking is I saw a pretty good, cool picture when you were a kid that you posted. Oh uh, yeah. This weekend honoring your old man, and I I was like, I wonder if he knows I'm gonna. But yeah, I I have never met your parents, so I look forward yeah. to that one day. They're um, good, good people. Good I people. Can, I can tell. I can tell they uh, because you're uh, you got a big fucking heart, and um, <laughs> that's why I love you and why I, I I'm so excited about the this just doing this podcast with you since we've been yeah. doing it, and um, it's been a fun hobby, and uh, it's cool, man. I I sometimes hog uh, the 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 microphone, so I. I yeah, if I wanted you to have a chance, obviously, to talk about your dad and yeah, you know, he and I weren't we're not as close as you and your pops were. You know, we we're um, definitely the father son relationship. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. Um, yeah. Not the not the friend you know right. kind of deal that you had going, which I kind of regret that a little bit. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, well, I, well, as you're saying, that's funny because I I kind of. You know, here I had that, and I wish that it was a little bit more like yours, and you're hearing that, and say, yeah, we all kind of... There's probably a good middle ground there that we sure. both could have had, you know? Yeah. And I, <laughs> it's, um, yeah, I, I totally know what you're saying, and it's, I think we envy sometimes what what we don't know, what That's we right. didn't yeah. have. The um, grass is always greener kind of deal. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, good, man. I uh, <clears throat> Do you think about your all your experiences as a kid with your, with your old man as, as, uh, uh, and it hit me when you posted that picture because of what you guys got going on in your life and how, how your world's getting ready to change, uh, by the end of the year, it sounds like, um, with a due date you said last week. So, 
So that's, I mean, I, I, and obviously, here I'm answering a question and fucking answering it. I, all the time, am like, what my old man did this, my old man did that, and that sometimes gets me in trouble. But are you, do you, are you thinking about a lot of that stuff? Yeah, like you mean like what kind of stuff I did with my dad growing up and things like that. Well, yeah, just how and like and I maybe sometimes it'll be on the fly as when the when the baby's born and starts getting older, but yeah. going through this decision making on usually boundaries and consequences and shit like that and Yeah, I'm sure I will. My dad was he's so funny, man. When we were when I was growing up, I did not like I didn't get in trouble a lot by him, but I can remember the times I did. Like okay. I, I remember one time I put a golf ball through the neighbor's double pane glass window Ooh, and, yeah. and got in trouble. And then one time in high school, I got busted for shoplifting. <laughs> Look at you fucking and then, rebel. Uh, <laughs> and then I, I, uh, I think I was just out of high school, but still living at home. And my dad was a safety freak when it came to cars, like when it came to driving yeah. and he went down to get into my car for some reason. And in the, in the cup holder was a was an empty beer can. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Oh man! And he came up the stairs, and I was still asleep. And the next, all I know is waking up to a beer can hitting me in the face. <laughs> yeah, he threw yeah. it at me, and he's like, and I'm like, oh man, it's my buddy's. It's not mine. And he he actually bought it, or at least he acted like he did. <laughs> but yeah. You know. And the only yeah. thing, the only time I really ever got in trouble was that kind of stuff. But then, if I disrespected my mom, that was the big one. Sure, you know, look yeah. out. Okay, uh huh. And it was the three of you growing up. Yep. Cool. Um. Yeah. It's. It, it just focusing on the day. It, it makes you think, and. Yeah. And like I was asking, because. With, being a parent, man, it. Um, I, you know, we, they don't, we, you know, nobody's done it a hundred percent right. So I'm often reminded by not Ashley, who never met my father, but is pretty much knows pretty much married him because I'm about the exact same as he is. <laughs> but and my mom a lot is, you know, you always saying take the good and don't cause yeah, there was some questionable parenting uh, tactics, <laughs> but all the time I look back at how I did things or how things were done growing up. And I ended, it ends up being a real mental fucking tug of war. And like, there's times where I'm conflicted. My dad, had, my, cause I'm so fucking loyal to my old man that he did it this way. I I need to do it this way. Well, right. His way wasn't always right. And yeah, so it's, there's a lot of humbling in that regard, but there's more, it's our experience and there's more good and effective techniques, I think, than there are bad. I mean, we have the same temper where we're, we're, we're Italian, we bark a lot, right? So, yeah. uh, you know, if I got a, sometimes I'm barking, but after five minutes, I'm cooled down and all is good. Um, and Charlie, Charlie's turning out to be quite the smart ass. It's pretty funny. Uh, sometimes, but yeah. But when Ashley has to get stern, then he he gets it because rarely, you know, my my I've lost my luster, my effectiveness in parenting sometimes because I'm always kind of bitch, you know, hey, the f- what's this? What's that? You know, this and that. So, 
when she gets stern, it, he 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 gets it. But it's a it's a roller coaster um, parenting to say the least. <coughs> and with my <clears throat> with the process of of how I did it, um, and, and it wasn't necessarily by choice. Well, I mean, it was by choice, but <clears throat> what I mean by it, it wasn't necessarily, I guess, the most traditional way. So it, it it's kind of crazy how it happened. When Ashley and I first started dating, she was finishing up her licensing to become a foster parent. Like she had answered a call and was single, getting out of a bad relationship uh, after, uh, I think she was probably six months to a year out of it and was always wanted to do it her like the way she thought it should you know meet a guy she always desperately wanted a family and when things weren't working out she was like you know what i i have this home i have these resources i should open them up I've, and she's always felt a call to to help a to be there for a kid um and and while they desperately need it so she was finished up her licensing and, and on our on our first date she told me oh by the way i'm gonna be a foster she said it was like telling me she was pregnant <laughs> it's like to, you know oh by the way i'm gonna have a my kid in a couple months really i yeah. mean that's what happened you know and uh i it it, it only made me you know, fall harder for her because i had known before that date what was what i was getting into and um and i have always had a, like a love for for kiddos so i was like sign me up and um here we go as, as soon as like as soon i guess as soon as she got her license and before she was going to get a placement we started talking uh, months later about cohabitating and living together which is uh, pr- the next step right and i either needed to not live with her or I needed to get my license to become a foster parent. So, okay. So I took the classes. There's lots of training and, um, and I wouldn't re, you know, trade it for the world. It, it, but, but my, I say all this because Ashley was the, the noble angel, a lot of us, right? Um, I just kind of follow, follow in her footsteps and rode her coattails. And then in, uh, April, 2017, we got the call um, we started dating in the fall before that. So it took like six months and we got the call and we, Charlie was our first placement and he was three and a half when we, when he came to live with us and you, you go through this process and these training to always be prepared and really eager to be a member of the team to reunite the child with, with their with their birth mother or father or both and depending on the case and you get attached to these kids immediately right um and they deserve that <clears throat> people at people often say when i go into <clears throat> if i go into foster parenting I, i'm going to get my heart broken because i'm going to get attached mm-hmm. and, and say yeah that's that's uh, that's fucking that's it that's what you're you you're, you do and mm-hmm. You do it because these kids, for the short time they're in your care, are, are or a long time in their your care, <clears throat> are entitled to love and a safe place to stay 
food in their bellies and and um some a shoulder to cry on and all the things and you really got to and you you go in it sign up knowing that you're going to have to say goodbye to this kid this and yeah. and sometime and uh, I've heard another you know in foster parenting support groups that we're a part of uh, training that most of the time in your mind as a human being <clears throat> it, and it's not a it doesn't come from a arrogant or an, um, I'm better than. It's a human being thing to feel this way. So most of the time you think that, and it could be factual, uh, very factual, but most of the time you think that you're handing the, the, the kid off to a worse environment. But what people don't realize is how important it is for the child to be back with their birth parent who for whatever reason um whatever happened that their their kid entered entered the system uh there's a whole variety of reasons um and before ever embarking on this journey it, i don't judge the judges because it it's easy to do that you, when you before you really roll your sleeves up and get in in you know knees deep in this shit because it is there's things that happen and you become more compassionate to certainly a lot of the reason kids people lose their children most of them is because of why we're fucking on this podcast because of addiction issues and and mental health stuff I would say I, I don't know the percentage but it's gotta be over 75 it yeah. has to be um there's some real horror stories out there that you like see on the law and order SVUs and shit like that, that are hard to even talk about, but, but they're out there a way too much. And there's way too many kids out there that, I mean, I, it, it, the details would make people sick. I can't just on the physical abuse and stuff that, that are, that are out there. And you got to say that it's mental health, but it's the only way to, not let your life get overridden with anger because if what yeah but the point the reason i'm bringing this up is the process of of having charlie and working on a team to reunite him um that's what you have to do for a long time to be supportive and engaging and we always were in, in in connecting him with with or connecting the foster kid with their foster with their bio parent the hardest part of it all is you have zero control in this people come in your house they call you bring the kid here bring the kid there when who haven't talked to him in weeks tell you what to do with the child um and we have to just serve him up on a platter, no matter if he's sick, no matter what. And, and it's it's brutal. It is. I, I And I wanted to do a whole show on this one time, but I just wanted to touch on it because it's part of the fatherhood experience that I've had. Yeah. That That is a, a the hardest, hardest part. We were blessed in our case that we had awesome, amazing caseworkers. Um, we've heard that that's not always the case in other cases. We had... A really good team 
and um, we're grateful every day for that because it's benefited Charlie. Not for us, but it benefited Charlie. And at the end of the road, uh, the court made the decision that it was in Charlie's best interest um, to to have a sense of permanency and move forward, which is really important for kids. Without dedicating this whole show to the foster parenting system, and if anybody has any um, questions, please email us, email me. I can get in touch or a call to, to try to maybe do this, because I will shit you not. There are tons of kids out there that need a place to stay tonight. Um, and here, right here in St. Louis, or if you're listening in Illinois, um, where I have a lot of friends or wherever fuck you're listening from they're they're if they're out there um and if you want to make a tangible difference it's a huge sacrifice because you literally serve your heart up on a silver platter waiting it and, and it gets crushed and it it's it's a tough deal so uh but it's probably the most important work that you can do i i remember telling um, my pastor checked in on us when we were one of them when we first got a couple like a month or two into this and I he asked how it was going and I said it listen it's brutally fucking difficult and his reply to me was oftentimes our most important work on this earth is brutal, the brutally fucking difficult work and I thought that was super wise and it is but but the going on about this the process of this whole deal it's cost probably taking years off of my life and i'm already in my fucking opinion on borrowed time <laughs> i was saying even the the <laughs> saturday night at dinner that you know i got i've used up eight of my nine lives and on my ninth i got one foot in the grave and another on the banana peel because you know <laughs> you, this was this is when i was stuffing my fucking mouth with gabagool and fucking <laughs> prosciutto and meatballs and manicotte and everything you can name um i could hear my heart just like saying stop but you know i i give me i can have a, 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 a better than a bunch of whiskey and you know a fucking coke and shit yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but i uh it, the way i live my life i guess in my late teens and 20s i i often say i'm on i'm on borrowed time and uh i wouldn't trade it for the world because it's our story and and fathering charlie um as any probably father that was worth a fuck will say is the greatest honor of my life and 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 i say that even uh, especially because of the tantrums and the smart ass mouth and the you know everything and some other shit he can do but god bless him i love him to death and and it's been a uh been an amazing experience but um may have lost jeff here this is father's day episode 26 a couple glitches um hope you guys are still listening and um i did want to I could talk about one other thing before we shut it down on a quick little Father's Day episode. Um, I, I am very... There he is. I'm very 
very uh, mindful. Hey, Jeff. Hey. You're still with us. I, yeah. Um, I'm very mindful that there are there are a ton of people out there right now in the same thing that we said about Mother's Day, where it's a it's a brutal reminder of of what went wrong, um, of a lost of a father that's no longer with us, of issues with fathers of bags of shit fathers it's it can bring up a lot of heaviness and um it, it does for me from time to t- i mean i the first one was was hard but i barely remember the first father's day after my dad died it was mm. a couple months or after i went sat at fridays all day and i i did my job i made it to where i couldn't remember it yeah. I probably did that the next Father's Day as well. And then the first sober Father's Day was actually pretty fucking, I don't want to say it was glorious, but it was one that I really could smile. So I know I had made my old man proud by, by sobering up, by getting my shit together, turning my life around. Thanks, Jesus. Mm-hmm. And... And I did know that he was, even though he was my 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 bash brother, my booze brother, that he was he was happy I was able to to pull myself up a little bit, and um, and start becoming a man and helping take care and be re, be relied on in my family and doing good at work and because those first two years were hard. I, I, you know, there was a lot going on. There was, um, a a lot of times I couldn't go into our office. So I'd work remotely at my house or I, and I, you know, I cover a territory. If I was working from home, I'd just, you know, be drowning in a whiskey bottle and, you know, nobody would ever know because I was, was able to keep it, keep it together until I didn't have any more like customer contacts. And I was, then I would, <clears throat> the floodgate would open, but <clears throat> knowing that that he's proud that that first sober Father's Day was one I'll never forget, and they've been people say it gets easier with time, and not all grief stories work like that. But in my particular story, it's it that's it's it, and there's still I miss them every second of every day, but but I can I can handle it and. I can smile and I can, if I need to fucking cry a little bit, I will, but I've been able to do it. And, and people that are listening that think it's impossible. Um, that's the whole point of this podcast is that to show you that it's not, I remember speaking old NASCAR from the beginning, watching, watching (coughs) Dale Earnhardt died. Everybody knows Dale Earnhardt. Mm. Even people that don't like NASCAR 2001, well, like fast forward to July, <coughs> his kid won the next race back at that track, and I used to think about that when I was a full blown alcoholic. Like, will I ever be able to? I mean, I, I, I was so crushed, like I couldn't have done anything for two years. But will I ever be able to do something like that to, to make him happy? And, um, and I can't talk about it 
too much. But um, at uh, my my job at our at our at our where we work, <clears throat> not Jeff, but you know, this believe it or not, isn't our our jobs. Um, uh, in fact, this costs money, <laughs> right, <laughs> to put on the air. Um, so we're doing this uh, to try to help people and not to give ourselves uh, Marilyn Manson cut out a rib blowjobs. Um, but at my real job, some things are, are have been happening over the last couple months, but are happening soon that that I'm gonna. Ha- I, I think I'm having my Dale Earnhardt. Maybe on even on Wednesday of last week, I had my Dale Earnhardt Jr. moment that I know that my father um, was there and is proud and <clears throat> and and um, I'll be able to talk more about that in a couple weeks. But uh, it's it's just spiritual as fuck for me, man. Yeah, and uh, and I couldn't be more excited. Um, you know, just got to avoid that cancel culture. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, things are going good in that that way, and it's it's really uh, it make it I get goosebumps thinking about it. And and I was to come from where I was, uh, D Day plus one, if you want to call it that, when he died. It just it it, it really was a, an impossible course of action that where my life was headed and to piggyback off what the uh, what matt said today in the sermon it was a transformative change that it that needed to happen and it was fucking jesus man um and it's possible for all you that are listening um so yeah it's it's late it's a sunday night it's late for us and um yeah this podcast has to go live in a couple hours, right, <laughs> a few hours. Right. Yeah. And we don't want to take the week off. We want to put something out there and, and celebrate everyone that's having a, a happy Father's Day. Or, yeah. Like I said, I know it's hard for for, for some people, and we'll close with that week in a second. But what were you going to say, Jeff? You know, I was going to say one, one other quick story about yeah. my dad. Please. We, uh, you had talked about, a few, a few weeks ago, you had talked about going to... Um, you know, the old barn for the hockey games. Yeah. And, uh, one time, I think the only time I was ever in that place, my dad took me to WWF wrestling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, uh, and that was amazing. But the thing I remember more than anything from that trip is that he first took me to the old Union Station Hooters. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and uh, he said... <laughs> You know, you've said this too. He said, "Don't tell your mother that we right. were here." Uh-huh. Oh, did, that's the first thing I did. <laughs> yep. Well, I don't know what happened. We're like so excited. I we know. have to tell our I'm moms, like, and we get in I trouble. That's funny, like, man. That's awesome. Where am I? <laughs> that is great. I, so yeah, <laughs> I'm glad you shared that story because yeah. I've had some uh, some memories in that building, but all both buildings. Um, yep. <laughs> that that Hooters. Well, I remember it on like the second and third floor at Union That's Station. Right. Yep. Yeah. And uh you start realizing yep, that your life is fucking over as soon as you start chasing those things around. Oh right? god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, Jeff, I'm glad you shared pants. that. And uh 
and I look forward to meeting your your mom and dad sometime. And uh, did my best to to Brittany as she's out uh, chasing the chasing the cat outside. As I think you said that your cat got out um, before the show started. So good luck. I hope he's all right. Um, but yeah, guys, thanks a lot for listening. And um, sorry this episode's been a little choppy. Um, like I said, we're not bringing in the big bucks for this fucking thing. It's uh it's just a, a hobby that we're paying for right now and uh cut us a little bit of slack and if i didn't have all the energy that i normally do it's because i'm still digesting about 18 fucking pounds of meatballs so give me a fucking break will you um and i'm ready for bed but i do want to close with um uh, to reiterate that we are we are super mindful of of how hard days like this can can be for for people in fact Ashley and I first bonded over uh at at over the fact that she had lost her father when she was twenty one and so she like we had connected on on that was like the first thing that we connected on even before we I asked her out and it's a hard day for a lot of people I know um it's a hard day for people that have uh had a great father that's no longer around. And it's a hard people for that that grew up for, with uh, with fucking non-existent um, shitty fucking dads. Um, I have a, one of my best friends in particular. Um, I think struggles on Father's Day, and uh, and I love him to death. And I I hate that it's a reminder and that it 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 break you know hurts his fucking heart. Um, but. I hope he does know that I pray daily for him, literally, especially on days like this. And uh, there's nothing that I can do to to help, but maybe uh, maybe God and God can send him some fucking love, and we'll see. Um, I know for for parent for for dads out there that may have lost a child, um, this day can be too hard. Real hard, and I know that uh, I think a lot of people that go unseen are the are the are the fucking badass single moms. Yeah, um, I know plenty of them because for some reason that was my target demographic <laughs> in my late twenties. God, I love single moms. Well, I got a buddy who said I'm gonna I'm gonna make a an awesome second husband someday. Uh huh. <laughs> Yeah, something about I think it's a, a, so this a, and this is so stereotypical, but a single mom has is done with the fucking bullshit and done with the fucking yeah. games. Like they tr- they did you know they, they whether it was the father or not, they've gotten to a point where they've now have a child. They don't they're not together with the dad, and now they're raising a child. So it's not time. They don't have real time for bullshit. And, um, so that anyway, not to get too far down a rabbit hole here, but <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I'm serious. Uh, you know it. I know it. There's a lot of ton of single moms out there that are, are doing double duty and, That's right. uh, and they're seen and, um, and, and we're, you know, wanting to trying to keep this classy and that's so <laughs> hard for me. <laughs> I'm not in the game anymore. I'm, I'm snatched up. See the ring? 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, I mean it. We're, we're thinking about everybody that's having a tough time today. I know the feeling. And uh, <clears throat> things can and, and, and will get better if you, uh, if you lean in. Um, give us a shout. I maybe have some, some tips uh, if I haven't touched on it. But I'm telling you guys, this Jesus shit can work. You just got to work it and uh, save my fucking life. Mm. Say it all day, every day. Jeff, thanks for sharing some stories about your old man. Um, yeah, man. Tell him hello and uh, have a great evening. And we will we'll talk uh, next week. Thanks, everyone. Let us pray. If you're struggling or know someone that is, please, please have them check out our podcast and reach out to Chris or me. We want to listen, and we're super eager to help. Pondoff's Anonymous is Chris Pondoff and produced by me, Jeff Allen. Our music is Antihero by McCall and Gentle Waters by Wild Wonder. For more information, visit pondoffsanonymous.com. Find us on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you.